Okay, with Oliver Ponce, uh, L.A. Rises is a short film, winner of Best Cinematography at the L.A. Documentary Film Festival. It's the film about the kind of the uprising uh, after the George Floyd riots. I guess you got in there, Oliver, soon as, a, soon as that, I shouldn't say riots, I should say protesting. What, what did you get, like, right from the start, did you kind of, is that when you kind of motivate yourself to get out there and start shooting? Was it always going to be a film or did you just decide to, like, start shooting things and then it kind of turned into a film? I decided to start shooting things and then it turned into a film. I mean, there was already this, there's already this tense atmosphere in LA, uh, you know, for the past, at that time, the past four years or three years when Trump was in office, I went and I filmed the women's march. And that was, that was an assorted amount of people that I've seen. And, and when I filmed the women's march, I was inside of the crowd, so it was hard for me to tell the story because I got there late and I just didn't have the right equipment. Mm -hmm. And when this happened, actually, I showed up the day before Friday when people started marching in downtown L.A. And I showed up there and there's already a lot of cops there. And I actually I ended up leaving because it felt scary the night before Friday. And I was like, I'm too old for this. What are you doing? So I actually <laughs> backtracked and I left and I went home. Okay. And then my friend that I'm giving me a flyer sent telling me that there was going to be this protest at Lemire Park that day. And I was like, all right, well, let me give this a try again. So when I went out that day, I had the proper equipment. And the first thing I told myself was just start filming from the beginning. So that's what you see from the very start of the yeah. shoot is the signs so i started to film the signs and that's when i just i just went with whatever happened there was actually they were having speakers inside of the park okay but it was very packed for me to get in and i just saw this different energy out front with everybody waiting on i believe it was on melrose i think it was um with just all these crowds of people waiting out there chanting and yelling and something told me to just wait out there and record that. And that's how it started. And somehow at one point when we were out there, then they started to march down the Melrose. And so I was able to capture everything from the start. So but the night before, is it was the because most of your shot is during the day. So is there a context because it was nighttime? Was it give a different kind of energy and vibe when it was nighttime than than the shooting that you did during the day. I'm just curious about the contrast of day night. So yeah, the the shooting in the day was an organized protest. Yeah, okay. That was an organized protest at a park, and there were hundreds, if not a few thousand, people there. Where the night before were just a few hundred people throughout L.A. and when they were doing it downtown, you're already by the police station there. Yeah. So that brought out a lot of police. Okay. And then, so downtown, what do you mean? Give me context. Is downtown like Staples Center area downtown? Like where is downtown, downtown by City Hall? City Hall. Okay. City Hall downtown. Okay. Yeah. It was downtown by City Hall. And across from City Hall is the LAPD police station. So they already had a big ground unit there. Okay. So you, so basically, okay. So then you did, you're by yourself, right? You're nobody, you're shooting it by yourself? Yes. 
and you're just taking you're just taking the protests like as it comes like you said it's like in the film it starts with the signs and then about like three minutes in you're, you're giving little nicely edited film they're giving little rumblings of that there's cops around there's cops yeah. in the cruisers and then like you then you go to the do some news shots as well like because you got some news footage i guess right and then yeah. you're going to news footage to your footage news footage your footage you're kind of seeing the contrast of the of the two kind of worlds i guess right yes that but you, you're I, seeing and what the world is seeing that's what I, that's that's an idea i gave um our editor and uh co-director greg uh greg young okay he helped me direct this he's a fabulous documentary editor and when I actually when I finished this project, I couldn't stomach it for a few months. Sure. It was hard for me to watch. And so I gave it to him and I said, here, do something with this. And then after reviewing it, that was an idea I had where I said, we have it twice, uh, news footage, because I wanted to give the perspective of what people were watching at home yeah. and what it felt like to actually be there on the ground. Yeah, it was a really cool. So how much? Okay, so you said after you finished shooting, I guess, right? Because there's, it's still not a project yet because you just did, you just did some shooting during the day. How many hours of uh, uh, footage did you shoot? Mm, that's a good question. At least maybe like eight hours of shooting wow, i was okay. i was there all day and until you're night just, you're just keeping shooting you're shooting and shooting and shooting i guess right yeah and walking backwards too because that was my thing once it broke out i remembered from the women's march where it was hard for me to tell the story from inside where here i got in front of the protest and i started walking for at least 75 percent of it walking yeah. forward so i can capture things before they happen so you got the, so about four minutes in, it sort of starts peaceful. It's like everybody's like agenda. It's like, but basically then you show the, the burning of the, of the police car, I guess. Right. And you're yes. right. You must be like 10 feet, 15 feet away when this is occurring. I, right. I was there before the police cars actually started burning. Um, it was a really weird protest in general, because as I was walking backwards, there was, um, I guess somebody put like water bottles, water cases of water all through along the path. So I was walking backward to see uh, water all, all through along the path, as well as piles of rocks that I saw, like little little piles that people put up. And I was like, this is, or somebody though, this is odd. I'm like, I have water walking backwards and there's rocks. So there, the supplies was there for the people to uh, do something. <laughs> and then when I walked backwards, I ended up seeing this old LAPD car parked the two of them and I work in the movie industry. So I was curious. I'm like, well, why are these two here? And at the street sign, there was a bunch of SUVs waiting along the side. And I just, yeah. I saw that coming. I was like, okay, this is awkward. I went to the cop cars. I looked inside and they were gutted. So they were, they were gutted. And that was right across from CBS studios tv studios and that's when i definitely that's that's when i saw that the match was going to be late yeah and so i just waited there and i was like okay something's gonna happen and of course when you have that many um people coming towards the cop cars that's when the eruption happened so you got that and then all of a sudden the, there's like a change of of contrast right because what you started out and all of a sudden it's like you didn't enter a store, but you got pretty close to entering a store. 
when they started vandalizing the the, the prop people's properties and going into people's stores, I guess, right? Yeah, like I was one shot where you're like you're like entering and then you stop it. I don't know if you entered it and you stopped it before the footage, but you no, don't say I anything. Stopped, just, yeah. I stopped it because of legal ramifications. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You don't have to say anything. I don't want you to get in trouble. But yeah. Oh no no no, all good. No no, I I knew I I knew legally if I. Uh, once I went in, that would change, you know, because I want to show this to people afterwards. Yeah. So I know legally that once I went in, that would definitely change um, what could possibly happen to me. Yeah. So I just made sure to go up to the storefront because I wanted people to get a view of what was happening inside mm -hmm. as well. Again, for a documentary, like you want to be the observer. You don't want to be part of the story, I guess, right? Exactly. And that's why you can see sometimes... On the footage, I'm actually on both sides of the event. I was able to, at points, I was looking at the officers and I would like, because that was the first time we all had a mask on, right? So mm -hmm. I would like point to my camera, I'd point to their side. Some of them would nod and say, no, don't come over here. And others would be like, all right, make it quick. So some of them would let me go to that side to record the protesters' angles because I wanted to get both angles. Mm -hmm. And so they let me record and then they would tell me, all right, go back to your spot. So, okay, so the when did you feel like what and like did you when you when it churned, like just started churning into when the, the emotion turned into pure anger and they were like, okay, we're just gonna start vandalizing and start start trying to like blowing up uh please like it's because it's like listen i don't blame them i don't blame anybody for what they did i'm just i'm on the record for that it's like i believe that it happened like you know what i mean it's sort of but when it, but i'm just curious because you're there did you feel the energy kind of shift to that kind of tone of oh yeah no it, it got it went it, it it felt dark it felt dark once the cop cars caught on fire oh yeah. caught on fire okay yeah once the cop cars caught on fire because beforehand everybody the cop cars were lined up right before the melrose stores yeah right before the melrose stores there weren't really too much stores because you have studios there and at one point actually i didn't capture but i saw it later on on footage where they actually tried entering cbs studios and the security guards ended up closing the fence on them and that's sure. when i was like yeah. even as a filmmaker myself i'm like these are you know these are places where i work at you know and i yeah. i felt scared for those employees as well because they didn't know what's coming their way. So they got lucky yeah. and they closed the fence. You're a union guy too, right? You work at your union in the camera operating department. So it's like, there must be like a fine line with you of like work and you know what I mean? Like, that's oh, yeah. Not, yeah, that part, that part definitely like affected me because you had a lot of um, other union members working in house as well. And due to all this, you know, the media, a lot of, you know, the media is, is, part of the they're part of the people feeding the same fire you know yeah and unfortunately you have your your story your people that write the story and then your people that work for the story as well yeah and so definitely once the cop cars got on fire that was that's when it was there was a turning point and that that was almost because before that before this event like we were all locked in our houses for like a week or two I think even longer than that. Yeah, it was probably like a month or something like that. Yeah. Was it a month? Wow. Yeah. So it was. It was quite a bit. We were all locked in. A lot of at that point, a lot of people haven't seen anybody. They yeah. didn't see anybody for a while. And I, like I said before, it felt like a volcano erupting. Yeah, 
it was it was like a it was like yeah it was like a bunch of events turning into this this like and also too it's like this shit has gone down before but yes. george floyd because everybody was at home when it happened too right like it was yeah. like okay now they're now it's right in front of their faces now they can't they can't shy away from this they can't let work distract them etc cetera, etc cetera, right so then that's when like those emotions kind of piled up i guess right yeah and that was the thing you could you just felt all the emotions out there you felt that it was people were angry people were really angry because like you said we were at home for like about a month and we it's, were so to just to get the, the facts straight so it was march 20th when the when everything shut down may 25th is when he passed away so it's like two months two, oh, was it two months yeah, it was two months wow i didn't realize it wow two months so yeah that even makes more sense because literally i remember driving around la beforehand and you know, there was no traffic. Nobody was out. Nobody was out. Nobody knew how to treat the Rona. No. <laughs> and everybody was thinking it's going to stop and we can get back to normal soon enough, I guess, right? Yeah, so. exactly. Little did we know. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So were you from Los Angeles? Yeah, I am from Los Angeles, born and raised in Norwalk. And so this stuff I grew up with when I was young, when the Rodney King. I was just—that's what I was going to ask you because I—you don't have to age yourself, but I'm, I was just wondering if you were alive when that that occurred. Yeah, yeah, I was—I was a little kid when that occurred, and at the time, my father was in the hospital, so we would have to. I remember my mom crying on the freeway driving there just because we saw LA lit on fire from the mm -hmm. freeway. And so it was always a journey getting to the hospital, seeing everything around us in fire. I one time at the time was at a baseball game and they told us, everybody get out of the field. Our church is on fire next door. And so we had to get into the cars. I remember my coach telling me, put your head down and you drove me home. So I definitely, I lived through the Ronnie King riots and this, this had the same feeling. Yeah. It, it wasn't as bad as the Rodney King riots, but it was like it had it was the, the tone was the same, right? Like the unfairness. Yes. And and at the time, too, like the difference now is we have more media outlets for people to watch. Yeah. And at the time of the Rodney King riots, like it just we have more outlets and people weren't stuck at home. So people yeah. this time were like forced to watch what happened, whether they liked it or not. Yeah, 1992, you had four networks, right? So basically yeah. now you have now you have individual Twitter feeds, like what was happening and you're shooting it. But then instantaneously there, everybody's putting on their Twitter, on their Instagram, like they're, we're seeing this in like seconds later, I guess, after it occurs, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's a whole different vibe and tone. And like, and like you said, but I love like the contrast because it's like, you're there. Were you, like you said in the, in the blog interview that, were you even close to like getting hurt or getting arrested? Like, were you, was that even the thing that oh, could happen? Definitely. Like you hear, we hear one moment in the video where uh, I drop the camera and you hear tear gas, tear gas. Yeah. So that's when smoke started to come our ways. I got, um, while walking through the alley, I got a shot up with uh, the little dust pellets. I was just walking through and I saw the gun go up and I just started to run. Yeah. And, and that's when somebody was next to me and he ran too. And he was like, how did you know? I was like, I saw the gun go up to the right of my eye. So I just bolted out of here. And so, and at one point too, like this was, um, this was actually shot over two days as well. Okay. This was shot, the first day was Los Angeles and the second day was Santa Monica. Okay. 
and the second day in Santa Monica was when the National Guard was in, and they the the first day was like a volcano erupted, and LAPD nobody was ready for what happened, and all that was along the stretch of Melrose, and so that's when the incident happened on Melrose. The second day, they were a little more prepared, but just didn't have enough staff and Santa Monica. And that's when they got a little smarter and they would block off one area. They would block off two areas and then slowly come in on both areas to arrest people. Yeah. And that's when I ran through an apartment complex with other people and we ran into the parking lot. We ran up, we were like, man, we're trapped. So we had to hop a fence to get out of there. And day two was definitely very scary because that's when the National Guard was in. Um, I have a shot of, I have a shot there of a ATM machine torn out and of, of the Chase Bank. So when I went there to get that shot, I, 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 was, I got on the ground to get a low angle shot. And then I just hear the sound behind me. And I turned around and there was a shotgun right in my face. And I slowly got up and it was a cop in his car. I slowly got up and I just pointed towards my camera and we just locked eyes for like a few seconds and then they took off. And that was, a, I, that was one of the moments where I was like, okay, I think it's time for me to go now. Like it's, it's getting really dangerous. Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. It's just like, it's like you got, you got some pretty, pretty great footage there, but you're from it. So from an editorial standpoint, you kind of started kind of like peaceful and then you kind of ended it peaceful too, right? Like last shot is of, of two gentlemen walking down the street. One's wearing a black gentleman who has a, has a American flag. Yeah. He kind of has a smile on his face and he like, it's almost like, I don't know what, like everybody has their own interpretation of what that shot means, but what does that shot mean to you? Why did you end the film that way? Well, it, because the media, everything out there was trying to develop, Basically, everything, the stories we tell are told through images. And it's those images that are going to make us feel a certain way or manipulate people in a certain way as well. Mm -hmm. And now is my goal of this is not to manipulate anybody, is to tell the actual story. And if you notice, most of it is told through protest signs. Yeah. Prior, prior to this project, what motivated me Prior to this project, I was working with this art company and they would work with a lot of minorities within Cal uh, Los Angeles to put up murals. So I actually ended up working with and interviewing the artist that did the work for Cesar Chavez. And so she did all the artwork for Cesar Chavez and um, that got in my head. That definitely got in my head about the signs we make and the stories we tell. And so, that's why from the very beginning, I show signs. That's why most of this is told through signs. You don't see me really get close-ups on people's face. Yeah. At the time, too, that was a big thing that if you were getting shots of people's face, you would get yelled at. They were like, don't film our face, don't film our face. Yeah. Luckily, everybody was wearing a mask as well. So this is the first time ever in history where usually you have protests and only a few people are wearing a mask not to show themselves. This time, everybody was wearing a mask. So a part of me was like, well, I'll be okay. I'm not really showing their face, but I didn't focus on them. I would focus more on the signs that they showed to tell the story as well. Mm -hmm. And so that was, that was my motivation behind 
telling the stories through the signs because the first half of the movie, the protest is all protest signs where the second half of the movie is all murals. Yeah. And they're all murals about coming together and uniting. And so that's what I wanted to focus on where the murals and the different sides of my city as well, how what happened was bad, but we also came back, we cleaned up. We don't, what happened was this moment in time where this volcano exploded of emotions and, and I understand why it happened. But then at the same time, I wanted to show how people felt about unity. And yeah. that's one reason why I ended with that shot because that's what this is really about is about us uniting, not dividing. And that last shot, and especially with the American flag, I was like, that's it. That, that's, I even knew then I was like, that's, that's how this is gonna, that's the last shot. Because like, it's that perception of like, of the other side, I'm, I'm assuming you're on the left side. <laughs> and you're in a divided country what i mean by that is that like people think that you're anti-american you're like you hate america because like it's like that kind of rhetoric that kind of like fox news kind of propaganda that 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 that, that occurs like the gentleman wearing the he, he still loves the country he just wants it to be better right he just wants like yeah. more equality he wants more fairness he wants more like that's what it's about it's not about like you know, Colin Kaepernick going, taking a knee doesn't mean he hates America. It means that he just wants it to be better, I guess, right? Exactly. Yeah, you you, you said it. And, that's, and that could be shown through the artwork as well. The artwork, was, the murals made, they were talking about uniting. And there's this one, if you notice, there's this one uh, mural where it's an officer taking a knee with a black gentleman, yeah. you know? And so, and then there's another one of... of um, Malcolm X with Jackie Robinson and Maya Angelou. It just like, these are all people that we didn't want this to happen through violence. We want a better America. Yeah. It's just when these situations happen, like sometimes enough is enough. Yeah. And when the louder you are, the more attention you get. Yeah. And like people like you, you remember as a child and people who are older than you remember you know, Rodney King, right? Like this is 28 years ago or it's 30 years ago now, but 20 years ago since George Floyd, like that was a huge thing, right? Like that's like, you know what I mean? Like that's, they, there's still like, they, there's that frustration where like, what the fuck? Pardon my friends. It's like, it's been 28 years. Like we haven't learned anything from, from the Rodney King. Like, you know what I mean? Like we're, we're, we're right back where we started from. And it's and like, even, that's where the anger comes from. Right. And even then it's funny. Cause I talked to my neighbor and and she grew up with what's now considered wants. And she looks at all this and she's like, Oliver, I've gone through this over in my life. She grew up in the Watts riot. Yeah. So she was down there during the Watts riot. She was down there during um, the Rodney King uh, trial. So she was like, this has been happening her whole life since she was a little girl. And, and now she saw it again. And she's just like, it's this reoccurring theme that unfortunately we keep repeating. Yeah. And that's where, that's what I'm saying. That's like, you think that you, because so much progress has taken place and, and then all of a sudden it's like, we're almost coming back to where we started from. Like we're doing this podcast during like, during the, the, the Supreme court over overturning Roe versus Wade. Like there's this, all this like craziness of like, we're going back to where 50 years ago, we're going back to segregation. We're going back to like, and I, I can, I, I see the anger. I understand the anger. And you kind of showed it in your film, right? You're showing peace, frustration, anger, 
you know what I mean? Violence. And then you're going back to peace, I guess. Right. Yeah. Cause I mean, really that's, that's what everybody wants there. It's just, you push people to the edge by taking away their rights. Even now, like with Roe versus the way it's the exact same thing. You've pushed people to the edge by taking away their rights. You're very good at doing the, this documentary. Did you ever think about going to Washington now? I don't know. I don't know if you're probably busy working on a show or something like that, but this is something that you're very good at. And obviously you're a very good camera operator and you got right, right in. I know it's a short film, but do you want to do, do this again? Something like this again, or. Uh, I got asked this on the last um, podcast I did as well. And I, and I, I'm, and I said no, honestly, because <laughs> it was scary. And I thought about it on Friday. On Friday, um, down, downtown LA, we had a lot of protests yeah. that went on the freeway. And I think now the, poli- the police, the law enforcement, they're a little bit more prepared for this. They're a little like this Friday when it happened, like they got shut down in various locations really, really quick. And they're not messing around now. Like now they are, they're more prepared. That was a very specific moment in time when they got caught off guard too, which is why what happened happened to the scale it did because they weren't prepared. Yeah. Now is the exact same thing. What happened during the Rodney King trial was the national guard took a few days to come in because they weren't prepared as well. Yeah. And so these were moments and times where they weren't, they didn't know that this was going to happen at the scale it did mm-hmm. this Friday. I was, I was about to go out and that's another thing too. Like when you go, you're definitely risking getting arrested as well. You yeah. know, that's a big part of it. Luckily I didn't. Um, but I think I didn't, get arrested during this time because they got caught off guard with how many people and you see there at some point like they retreat a a few times during this protest they actually retreated because there's they were just outnumbered Mm -hmm. now i was watching just from youtube the situation happening on friday and they were a lot faster to respond in places they knew what exits they were they were a step ahead of the people and 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 there's still this little lingering, I don't know what it is. There's this weird lingering feel from that event that I have. So like, I want to go tell that story, but it's, it's very scary. It's very scary. If you, if you want to get the best shots and get in there, you got to get in close. Yeah. No, I get it, man. I get it. You, you, Cause you could say it's still part of you. It's still, it's still emotional for you talking about it. It's been two years. Right. So yeah. Yeah. I get it. But so, there's a slight little part of me, like when I see what's going on now that I want to somewhat, I want to tell that story because when I, sh- when I shot this, the news doesn't get in there and the news is not allowed in there. They're literally, they're telling this from 30 to 50 feet away. Yeah. They're on their long zoom lenses and they're not really getting in there. And also the news isn't really liked in these environments as well because people know how they manipulate the story as well. And yeah. so that was my goal of this is to actually get in there and tell the story from a biased opinion. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's what I'm saying. That's why you're very good at what you do. So, but I get what you're saying. It's like, so you were, people don't know you're a camera operator in the industry. This is us. You work on Comiskey method, uh, Maplewood murders, American horror story. You got a pretty extensive, uh, CSI, you have pretty extensive list as a camera operator. So 
you're like, you, you have a pretty good job. You know what I mean? It's like, this is what you do. I'm sure is your ultimate goal to, to DP or what's your kind of goal? Like, what do you want to do in your future? Um, well, I've been, I've been, my goal is to do cinematography. Yes. To be a DP okay. on the side because of my background. And also I have a really good, um, co-director editor greg young like he definitely helps me make the movies a lot like i've also been given a lot of chances to direct small projects but i'm actually headed more towards the dp area with if those chances come up to direct i'll do them as well because i i enjoy i feel like they sort of go hand in hand as well yeah and so i enjoy doing that as well but it's it's a tough it's a tough climb you know, so you somewhat have to choose what you want to do first. And then if you can cross over, I think it's a little easier. Yeah. Well, so I wouldn't mind crossing over in the future. Just right now, I'm headed towards the DP route. So we sent you the last question. We sent you the audience feedback video of your film, uh, LA Rises. What did you think about the audience talking about your film? That was amazing. That was actually something that it, they made the whole team. Um I showed it to Greg as well as our um, composer, Mary Goodwin, and everybody as, as artists before YouTube, as artists, we did this for the audience. We did this for the stage. We did this for the movie theater. We did this so people can see it and react to our art. And unfortunately now because of YouTube, Instagram, all these outlets, all we get is a thumbs up, right? Yeah. And there's no emotion behind the thumbs up. You, yeah. you don't know how people feel behind the thumbs up. So I was actually very thankful that you guys did that video because it made us as artists feel what we did. What our goal was, was right, was correct. And the whole team really appreciated that video because you really saw the emotion in that video and how people felt. I mean, a few, few people got emotional during that video as well. And that was part of, our goal is to make people feel something. Yeah. That's what art's about, right? Art is about making people feel something. Yeah. That's I'm very appreciate what you just said there because that's sort of our intention. So you couldn't, you said it better than me. So I appreciate uh, that you, uh, you got that. So let's talk again when you make your next film. I know it's not going to be about Roe versus Wade, but, uh, but uh, it's like, I, you're it gone to something. A chance. Honestly, there's a chance. I was, I've been looking online, yeah. looking at, you know, what protests are happening out there. But at the same time, like that, when that volcano exploded, it was on Friday. Yeah. And on, Friday. You know what? And unfortunately, like, I'm not trying to be a downer, just that like the world, America in general is like, it's, there's a, there's a lot of, there's two different worlds, right? There's two different cultures and something's, something's going to blow up, I guess, soon. Right. Unfortunately. So in a, yes. in a, in a negative way, I'm saying more protests basically right yeah and and i and i've actually i've had i've geared my camera section so i'm able to go and grab it and get out there quick because when it happens you got to go out there yeah. fast to tell the story yeah all right let's talk again and hopefully it will be for better films or whatever because uh obviously you're a very talented guy so i appreciate your uh, your time here no thank you and i appreciate you one two three four five